So this is episode two of the We're Expecting podcast. Um, thanks for listening to the other one, if you did. Uh, we were going to sort of carry on from last time, I think, and talk about... Just about what happened next, really. Um... The funeral and stuff, organising that, the bereavement services. Yeah. So we had a person from the hospital who was helping us with the bereavement services side of things. Yeah, what was she called? I can't remember. Probably can't say her name anyway. No. She was alright. She was nice, yeah, she was lovely. Yeah. She did a lot. Um, but that's what I was going to say. Gerard had to go through testing, so we had to be delayed. Oh, for... to get the gender, you mean? Well, to get the genetics, more than the gender. Um, to see if there's any genetic abnormalities that could have contributed to... The loss, yeah. yeah. There wasn't also. No, 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 genetically, they were fine. There was no, like, signs of anything bad genetically. So what, did that delay it? Yeah, the so... Thing? Yeah, so we were waiting because we wanted to know the gender before. Yeah, yeah but we didn't, did we? No, we didn't find out beforehand. No, we found out afterwards. Yeah. Um... Because the genetics were meant to take less than three weeks and they ended up taking about six or seven in the end. But it was just too hard to keep seeing him every single day and to then, like, not know anything and put, and to put off the funeral for any longer. Yeah, it wouldn't really have been possible, would it? Like, it's awful, but no. I don't think we could have... Um, kept doing that we needed yeah we couldn't we just couldn't have done that the problem for me was that like obviously like i wanted to spend as much time as possible that we could possibly spend with him and we were there every day pretty much but when you're there every day you can see the baby deteriorating and that was horrendous yeah that was so hard to see and it wasn't worth ruining his memory. Yeah. Any longer. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. So how many days was it that we had the funeral then? So after we had he was born? Yeah, so the was born on the twelfth of October. Yeah. And we had the funeral on the second of November. Which I believe is All right. Saints Day. I um, believe. Isn't that the school you went to? Yeah. <laughs> It was actually nice, and um, so the priest that we had, who like did the service for us, was the priest that did our wedding preparation, wasn't he? Yeah, because yeah. he lived near us, and we liked him. He's pretty yeah. funny. He was my priest as a kid as well. Oh yeah, was that at all Saints? No, 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 no. That was primary school. Okay, um, yeah. So he did that, and we had to like have readings chosen didn't we like we went and met with him yeah and um that was like do some music like well play pick music to be played we didn't play any music no (laughs) um and he did some readings um the hospital took care of like the other stuff pretty much didn't they yeah all the paperwork and everything they did and yeah. It was it was good that it was paid for. Um, the trust paid for everything for the funeral. So the actual ceremony or the service, 
Um, the priest waved his charger as well. He didn't charge anything for us. Yeah. Um, we got a coffin. I can't remember who the coffin was made by, but it was like a local company who donated coffins that they'd made. It was just like a little white box. Um, yeah. That they were in. Yeah, and I then I wanted. I thought it was too much to put a big bunch of flowers on. Yeah. For a little tiny coffin. So I'd gone to boys and got a little, just like a little tiny bouquet that I suppose people would put on a corsage or something for a wedding if they were making their own like roses to go in there. Yeah, I remember you doing that. And you did that picture as well, didn't you? you yeah. Drew the picture that we've got in our room now of like the Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. And the quote that's. What is it? How, How lucky am I to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard? Yeah, and so that was sort of placed on the coffin, wasn't it? Yeah. With your drawing and like a photo of Gerard. It's very good. You're very mm. good at art. Thanks. Um, Next, yeah, I wanted a little photo. Yeah, yeah. It's that weird sort of etiquette of, which I don't know whether you found, but I I found is that, like the pictures I have of Gerard are really precious, and I yeah. love looking at them, and I like just love to remember him. Yeah. But then it's a bit macabre in a sense as well. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, I wouldn't like really like post it like say on Facebook or something. I don't know. Because it's like no one else's business. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I would share it with my friends and family. Like share it as in like in person. Yeah. But it's not something I would be like, I don't know, because that, I don't know, you know, like you post stuff online and you don't like anyone that you're friends with anyway on those things. No, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's all people you've never seen for 10 years. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, it's just not something, I think I might have put like a little thing like on Instagram or something, but. I think you put a picture on Instagram, but you couldn't see the actual picture because the way the light was in the room, it sort of blurred. Yeah, it's just, it's that whole thing over the whole, like, of this happening, of um, you being, uh, what's the word? Like, you being considerate of other people. Do you know what I mean? Not wanting to upset them, because it's not a common thing. It's not something that people think about and see every day. So... I thought of, I don't want to post that picture on just, you know, when someone's getting the bus home from work on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's our kid, so I'm quite happy for us to have those memories and us to have that yeah. in our room. And, yeah. Yeah. But the, on the other hand as well, it's, it's something that stays in our room. Yeah. It's not something that, because obviously you're quite close with your brothers and sisters. Yeah. They're a lot younger. Yeah. Um, but it's not really... I've, like, we wouldn't have even showed them that kind of pic... Like, the picture of him. Because you, you are constantly thinking, am I going to offend someone? Am I going to upset someone? Do they really want to see this? Which is weird, because obviously if... I guess with where we are, if... I don't know. If I saw that, I'd, you'd just be devastated for the person who posted it, wouldn't you? You wouldn't be thinking, oh, I didn't want to see that. 
but not everyone's like that. No. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm happy just to keep it between our family and friends and yeah. um, talk about it on the internet, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, we've got like those pictures, obviously, for us. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I know what you mean. It is sort of macabre yeah. in a way. It's horrible. But the Victorians did it, though. Somewhere in, like, South America. You know where someone passes away? Hmm. An old, much older person. And they keep them in the room for a couple of days and, like, people go around. Do you know what I mean? That was longer than a few days, wasn't it? I can't be that long. The artist went and did a show about it, didn't he? Would you remember I also did that ribbon for the coffin as well mm-hmm. so I did yeah. like a wraparound ribbon it was like a light blue satin when it wasn't satin it was like chiffon it was see through on top of a white satin I think I've still got that somewhere yeah it's in the I box do. Yeah. yeah yeah I love the box the box is so nice yeah you've got to have a box of any of memories yeah and stuff so like in the box um so Gerard was cremated in one of the muslin cloths that made an appearance last episode. Um, he was wrapped up in one of them. Then I've got another one that is in the memory box because it was a pack of three. And then the third one that was on the shelf is now in Flicker's box. Yeah. So she's going to have that one. Oh, side announcement. <laughs> did we go with the name Flicker last time? I can't yeah. remember it was so long ago. No, we did mention that she's called Flicker. Yeah, and we've also found out she's a girl, so that's nice. <laughs> Not that it would have been bad if she was a boy. Just from week nine, I said it was a girl, so it's nice to be right. Yeah. Um, seems to be going all right yeah. with Flicker. I'm at the hospital all the time. Well, every two weeks, isn't it? They yeah, was yeah. in for a scan, which is good at James Cook. Yeah. Um, so we've had scans at... Well, we paid for a private scan at week six. Then I had a bleed at week eight, so we had a scan at week eight, but they couldn't find any reason for the bleed. They just thought it might have been leftovers um, from last month. And then we had paid for one at 11 before we knew what was happening at the hospital because I just, I really, really wanted to just to make sure everything was okay. Yeah. And I think week 11 was, it was a fab scan, wasn't it? That was such a good scan. Is that why she was wriggling around it? Yeah, <laughs> she wouldn't keep still. And the sonographer just kept looking at her. Well, she didn't know it was a hair at the time. But just kept looking at her and she would not keep still for the sonographer. Um, at one point she did swivel around and give two middle fingers up at us. Yeah, that was weird. That could be a sign of things to come. I know. Keep listening in the next 15 years and we'll figure out <laughs> if she's a demon. But yeah, <laughs> I was quite proud of that. Yeah, I was too. Nice. Um, You're jabbing yeah. in my personal space now, back off. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, then we had a scan. Um, so our regular so 12-week scan was at week 13. Everything looked fine at that point. And we spoke to the consultant afterwards and they just wanted to make sure that they keep an eye on just Flicker and also me to see whether I had any problems like with an incompetent cervix or anything like that. Was that the so, doctor? The good looking doctor? The good looking doctor, yeah. He's ridiculously good looking. 
know. He's like action man going up and down the hallway in Teesside. Yeah, too good looking. You know on 30 Rock where John Hamm is a doctor? Yes. And he's only a doctor <laughs> because no one's ever had the confidence to tell him no because he's so good looking. That might have happened with this guy. He's that good looking. Yeah. Um, what I was think, it he asked? To be remember? honest, I think like you thought he was more good looking than I did. I just, he was good looking. I appreciate <laughs> you playing it down. But, um, it was stupid. What did he ask us? What do you mean? Because he was, we were there for ages. That was the day, wasn't it, where we'd been there for ages. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hours. Um, waiting to get seen. And then, like, we finally saw someone, and then we were waiting, and we saw someone else, and then we saw him, and then he went out to ask loads of questions to his boss. And then he was so casual with his handsomeness. I don't know if you remember, but he just came back in and sort of leant in the doorway, all good looking and that, with like his top buttons not buttoned. And he was just like, it was just the casual manner in which he asked, when was his last miscarriage? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. that? It was so it chill. It was such like a mad question. And like he... It f- felt like he needed finger guns as soon as he'd asked the question, like, when was your last period? <laughs> That's my miscarriage, sorry. Yeah, yeah, um, but I guess he had to know, Yeah, so didn't have time for the airs and graces, I no. guess. I guess, like, when, I suppose, you work with the consultant and he's got 30 people in at once being dealt with by three different doctors and they're overseeing everything, you can't really fault them if the doctor's got time with the consultant. You're like, yep, ask all the questions you want. You go and sort me out, please. Yeah, no, it was, it's good. But yeah, yeah, it just struck me as an odd way to ask that question. It was quite surreal, really, just to see, like, how much they were, like, willing to do for us. The list yeah, he came back good. with. Yeah, it was mad. They covered everything, didn't they? Yeah. The whole setup there at James Cook is quite good. They've got the waiting room with that massive photo of Princess Diana. Oh, I know. You love that photo, don't you? It's just fills you with confidence when you go in because it's a nerve-wracking time. You just look at Lady Diana. I don't know why there's a photo of Lady Diana. She opened it. Did she? Yeah, she opened it in 1988, so it's just the year before you were born. Oh, lovely. She came down and cut the ribbon. Mm, Cool. Yeah, so you get to see that photo of her. There's the baby TV that they had in York. Oh, God. Somewhat oh, less TV is horrendous. this time. It's not. Have you watched it? <laughs> it's the, um, the stretch mark adverts they kept me. You're in a room full of, like, women who want to have a kid. And it's like, here's the secret miracle to not having stretch marks. Yeah, don't have a kid. Yeah. But, like, if you're going to have one. So, what's the big deal? It just seems, I don't know, I get the, like, oh, this is the perfect place to put this advert. But who gives a shit, really? Just have them, you know. It's like a tattoo of having had a kid. It's Aww. nice. Oh, it's yeah, nice. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get stretch marks tattooed on. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Solidarity. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it's good at that hospital, isn't it? Can't really complain. Yeah. We're back there on Wednesday, aren't we? <gasps> yes. Yes, we are. So, yeah, that's what's going on with Flickr at the minute. Do you know what I wanted to talk about? And I haven't got a good segue, so I'm just going to say it. 
because I had to listen to the last episode so I could, you know, put it on the internet and stuff. Mm. So I listened to it like ten times. And I meant to say one of the things that, like, upset me was, at the time, when, like, everything was happening with Gerard, the, how short it was, the space of time, before people were asking me when I was back at work. Oh, God, yeah. Like, I know some, like, say, like, I don't know. Some people asked and it was the right way, but other people... And maybe it's related to the whole, you know, like you said, like the miscarriage word, like what that infers. I think I said that before we were probably recording. Right. So that was just a conversation between us, so... Oh, okay, I thought we were recording, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, miscarriage, to me, that word really winds me up. Because when I got the leaflets in, here's some support on your late miscarriage. I knew I was having to give birth to a child... Yeah, you gave birth to Gerard. So yeah. I don't know. It's... But it's like, oh, so-and-so mismanaged that project at work. Well, that was their fault. They mismanaged it. Yeah, it's sort of, yeah, not like such a big deal. Whereas, I don't know, it's stupid. It shouldn't be like that. But I know that sort of with Robin, like that was only ten and a half weeks in. Yeah. And they'd stopped growing at six and a half weeks. It was what's called a missed miscarriage. Because I didn't know that the baby had stopped growing yeah. again. My fault. I missed the fact that I had miscarried. But again, it's just medical terminology set by people many, many moons ago. But yeah. Like, I don't think... I think it'd be wrong to play down a miscarriage because we really struggled after Robin as well, didn't we? I had counselling after Robin. Yeah. Um, and it was something that really affected us because people don't really understand that early on is almost, it's sometimes even worse because it's so early on. It's like, oh, well, they weren't showing. They didn't have a proper scan yet. Well, yeah, after, like, with Robin, I think we did go back to work really quick, didn't we? Way too soon. Yeah, like, I know I wasn't ready. Um, I thought I was at the time. Um, But then, yeah, as I'd been back for, I don't know, however many months after... It catches up with you, doesn't it? Yeah. And you think, oh, I shouldn't have come back here. But it is downplayed, especially mm-hmm. when it's early. Yeah. And it's awful. And yeah, I just, I remember with Gerard, someone saying to me, like, um, can I come and pick this thing up at work? Are you there next week? And I was, no, of course I'm not there next week. And they knew what had happened. Yeah. And thought, I don't know whether this was like two weeks or three weeks after or something. Oh, yeah, just come and grab that thing, I'll give you it. No? Yeah, I'm on my time. I'll tell you when I'm going to be in. Yeah, you just wouldn't assume that some... Just don't even talk about it. Like, what's the big deal? Like, fair enough, if your manager's got to ask. And to be fair, mine was like, I know this is awful, I just have to ask so that, like... I don't know, you know, like, paying people for the month and all that stuff. I didn't mind that, like... Someone's got to know if you're yeah. going back. But, yeah, it's just the assumption of people who... It doesn't make a difference whether you're there or not. Just thinking, oh, well, you'll be back at work in a couple of weeks. Yeah. The thing is, though, I think, is, is it three weeks after? So, Gerard was born at 20 weeks. So, if I'd have been pregnant for three weeks longer, I could have... I think it's that. I don't know, I'd have to check it. But you're entitled to your full maternity leave and pay. 
that's mad that isn't it yeah because i think it's after 24 weeks it's classed as stillborn for the sake of four weeks i don't know i don't have like the anger in me now do you know what to... yeah yeah but you feel like say, well whoever makes that decision Come and see Gerard then, and you tell me that that's not worth the same. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think, oh, I don't like to sort of kick off and moan about stuff. Well, I like to moan about stuff, that's not true. Standard, but, yeah. You know, I don't want to, like, start an online petition because I don't want, you know, I wouldn't want something retrospectively, and I don't want something for nothing. Yeah. But I don't understand, like, who makes those decisions. It's just... The way it's dealt with isn't very good. It um it doesn't have the people who are affected by it in mind. Yeah. It has the status quo of everything else running as it normally does in mind. Yeah. That's what's more important. That's what's annoying about it. Yeah. I think to their credit, we couldn't really fault either of our works for what they did for us after. Yeah, yeah. Um, true. Like the boat, like I know, like we were asked to go back and stuff, but there wasn't really a mounting pressure. Wasn't even necessarily people I work with that asked whether I was going back. It was sort of other people. Yeah. Outside of that, yeah. I think that by losing Robin, it did kind of help us to be able to say no. We'll do what we want when we're ready, rather yeah. than having to feel, oh my word, I'm going to have to go back to work because that's what everyone wants me to do that's what the normal thing to do is yeah yeah um it's not a normal thing and there shouldn't be a time limit on it and i'm glad that we didn't rush back into anything at the time yeah me too you can't can you i mean but we were lucky that we didn't have to because there must be loads of people who don't have a choice yeah um which is really shit um yeah, no, like, I mean, I remember, like, your work was amazing, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, all the stuff, like, I can't even remember all the stuff that they'd done. We got, I got some Dumbo pyjamas, which I still use to this day. Is that from them? Yeah, 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 it's from nice. work. Um, we've got a star. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, Baby G's, Baby J, sorry, he's got a star. Because we didn't have yeah. a name at that point. Yeah, yeah, um, Baby J. Then I've got like a massive bag. I got some colouring in stuff. Mm. Uh, <laughs> well, they're all they're all very big on mindfulness, yeah, um, which is good. And vouchers for tea for when we didn't want to cook to go out and get tea. I believe we used them. Yep, and some cans of Coke because obviously that's yeah. me. Know your audience. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so I'd met a couple of the girls from work. And I remember it was I met them maybe a week and a half after he was born. Yeah. And we were just we went to the designer outlet in York for pizza and they came and met me. They took a half day, bless them, to come meet me, which was really nice. Yeah. But see there's sometimes when we talk about Gerard and I think you and I are very matter of fact with how things have happened. I think when we're in private when we're on our own, we can be like a lot more like it, it, we have that connection and we have that loss and we have those emotions together. Yeah. But I think I can also talk about things quite matter of fact and 
when I met with them, bless them, they were just they were both very really upset. Yeah. Um, and I was quite shocked at myself that I was able that close to when it happened to just tell his story and just yeah like be able to talk about him at that stage which I'm really glad I could do with Gerard is have that conversation and yeah that's good um I couldn't do that I remember going to see um my manager I guess after the funeral and stuff and we met in Nero and I couldn't um get the words out at all when talking about what had happened and obviously um he knew and like I'd messaged him and stuff um and you know we talked about other stuff like we were there for like an hour or whatever but when it came to that like I you know when you just feel like if I say the next word I'm gonna burst out crying yeah that's what it was in Nero I physically couldn't say it like I think we had to go for a walk or something um but yeah you've always been able to be sort of matter of fact about things like that haven't you it's good yeah in some in some circumstances it's good but I know that for myself so now I commute on my own on the train and I realized the other day that I stopped listening to music on the train yeah that's weird I stopped listening to. to music and then on Friday, I got the train and I thought, oh, the reason I put music on was there was these two girls sat on a table on the on the opposite side of the train, so, you know, the other aisle. And they were both sat with the backs against the window with their feet on the seat, which instantly got me angry. <laughs> and secondly, one of them was asleep. And then one of them was watching a video on their phone on full volume without headphones the worst. The Is absolute that... worst. Oh. How was that's... the other one asleep? I have no idea. So that's one level of terrible on the train. The second level of ter- terrible on the train is don't sit in the aisle seat and put your bag on the seat next to the window. That's rude. Oh, it is rude. Yeah. But I've come to the point in my life now where I'm like, that's beyond rude. I want that window seat. Really? So on a Monday, there's this guy <laughs> who sits in the carriage <laughs> But I have a seat on the train. I'm on the left-hand side on the second row in and I sit next to the window. Tuesday to Friday, that's my seat. No yeah. question about it. Yeah. On a Monday, this guy must go to London and come oh, back right. on a Friday or whatever. Yeah. And every week he's sat in that seat and he's got, is it bows or beats or some form of bee thing on some headphones that are in his ears? Yeah. I've just got the point now. I don't care how many seats are on the train. That's my seat. <laughs> Let me sit in. And I'm hoping at some point he'll come to the realisation to sit on the other side or sit in a different seat or not be so rude and sit next to the window. <laughs> yeah. But I'm really bad at the minute with what, travel So there's sickness. other seats available? Yeah. So couldn't you just sit on one of them? Yeah, I could. So why don't you? Because don't be so rude. You know, if you hadn't been so rude. Oh, so if he was sat on the window seat, you wouldn't care, you'd go and sit somewhere else. Yeah. Because he's sat in the aisle and presumed he's having two seats now. Yeah. You make a point. It's funny, you know that Sarah Pascoe, that comedian? Yeah. Never really watched it before. But um, I watched a special on BBC... And she had a bit about that, about being on the train 
And she was like, when I was younger, someone would have a bag there. And she'd be like, oh, I don't have the self-worth of a bag. (laughs) (laughs) Now she's like, no, I am worth more than that. Yeah. I'm going to ask that person to move that bag so that I may use the seat. But Um, he's also sat in the priority seating area. Oh, so I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's the priority seating area. But it doesn't say priority seating area. It says, please give up these seats for elderly or disabled passengers. Hmm. Now, I don't currently fit into either of those categories. Not yet, no. Not yet. Not for a long time. But I would like to think that a pregnant lady should be given priority on a train. Yeah, I agree. And especially if he gets on before you and he's going all the way to London. Yeah. Like... So he's, I don't know, he could go and sit elsewhere. He doesn't, he's on there for like four hours. What's he need to sit near the door for? Who knows? Mm. He might have a sensitive stomach or something, I don't know. Could do. What, so he needs to sit near the door to do what? You don't need me to put that jigsaw together. What's he going to do with the door? What, run to the toilet when he gets off the train? No. Run to the toilet whilst on the train. Well, the toilets aren't near the doors. They are. Are they? Yeah. Are they? On that train they are, yeah. So you go through the main door, toilet, then the door into the carriage, luggage rack, two seats. But so you opt to sit near the toilet out of spite? Yeah. <laughs> That's commitment. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just think I really dislike people being rude. How did we get onto that? We were just talking about people being rude. Yeah, I think so. But in co- what context? Well, I was talking about people, you know, asking us when we were going back to work and stuff. And I said about not wanting to cry in a coffee shop. Oh, so yes, this is why I was getting to it. So I'd stopped listening to music on the train. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so thanks for listening to my rant about trains. But... Yeah, I might cut that. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> um, So... On the train, I discovered that if I listen to music on the train, I just sit and cry on the train. Because it doesn't matter what I listen to, every song makes me sad. Wow. So, on the train to work on Friday, I literally cried for about half an hour, 40 minutes on the train. Just Hmm. like, you know, like when you like well up a bit and like the odd tear will roll down your cheeks. Oh, music gets to me, yeah. But not every music. Yeah. Like, everything I listened to on Friday made me sad. Mm. I can't even think what I was listening to. It was, like, really random songs. It was on shuffle. Yeah. But, yeah. And then I got to town, and I walked from the train station. I walked over Lendl Bridge, which is one of the main bridges between the station and the Minster in York. And I had to put my head down because I was still upset. But I had my cap on and my sunglasses, so I hid it well. Mm-hmm. But I was just, I stopped for a minute and I looked over the bridge to the left. So the minister would be on your right and I looked over to the left. And I just thought, this river's beautiful and Gerard's never going to see it. And I got really sad. Yeah. But then the perky peacock on the bridge had bacon sandwiches and the smell of bacon also made me sad. Because I thought if I have a bacon sandwich I'm going to be thirsty all day. One of those things would have made me sad. The other two wouldn't. <laughs> interesting that all three made you sad. Yeah. So I'd figured that out. And then I thought to myself, I haven't really listened to music in ages, really. Download a podcast. I have now. I'm going to listen to the David Tennant and Tina Fey one. Again, all the podcasts are available. 
Yeah, fortunately for you listening. <laughs> so, I'm going to get deep for a minute. It's going to get deep because I was thinking about this when I was walking to the station the other day from work. So, I was at work and I got asked, are you okay? You're not your normal bubbly self. Yeah. And this is from somebody who's known me for years. Oh, so, so like, they worked with you at the old job yeah. and now they work with you here. Yeah. So, and like, what what do you answer to that? Like, I was I was just having a sad day. I was having a sad day. And I thought to myself, and I got really deep when I was walking away and I was thinking. Hmm. And I stewed on it for a while. What did you say? I said, oh, I don't know, I just don't feel very well or something. Yeah. Just like shrugged it off. And I was like, thought to myself some more. I was like, how do you want me to be? Like, I'm not the same person that I was pre-Gerard. Like, I'm not that person. And some days, and this is my deep moment because I got upset about it, I was like, some days I don't know who she is anymore. And, like, that part of me, in some instances, I don't know where it is. And I find it hard to find. Like, if I'm having a bad day, like, I don't know where that is. I don't, yeah, like you say, you are different. Yeah. Like, after something like this happening, it makes you different, definitely. I've noticed things um, in both of us um, that are different. You're more, I don't know, sort of more, I don't think confident is the word, but less bothered by things that would have bothered me before with things like that. So with someone saying, like, oh, what's up with you? Yeah. Like, well, this happened to me. So, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 I do know. You know, and even if it didn't happen super recently or if it's not, like, an anniversary or, like, so what? Like you just said, like, anything and everything reminds you of what happened, makes you think about what isn't ever going to happen now. Yeah, I think as well, sort of, with me, is, like, now, in the pregnancy, we're very close as to when we lost Gerard. Yeah, we've just passed it, haven't we? No, we've just passed when my water's broke, but not passed when he was born. Oh, right, yeah. So we're sort of in that middle section at the minute. um, Which I find really hard, because I'm feeling for every twinge, every... Like, not like not a knock, but like... Yeah, you said earlier to me, didn't you? About, because it feels hard, generally, where the baby is. And you were like, oh, it doesn't feel exactly the same. Like, what if my waters have broken and I don't know? After everything yeah. that's happened. Like, you could, like, I don't think you could not know, like, that your waters have broke. In a rational, logical person, like... Yeah. It'd be difficult to not know that your waters have broke. Sorry, go on. No, that was... I was just going to say, like, talking about being logical and rational, but it must be on the days where we go for the scan, so it's every fortnight on a Wednesday, like, I'm nervous, but I sort of have the kind of freedom to be very... thinking very positive about it, and, like, everything's good, because the physical side of it, I can't possibly know what's going on so it's you know it's just left to it in my head I'm like I'll be okay and it's still like nervous and that but 
like for you, like it must be, I don't know. I can't cook, can I? Um, on a Wednesday before I have this scan, I'm like a wreck for about maybe two or three hours before the scan. Like the scan could be at half nine in the morning and I'll be up since six, like fretting about it. Yeah. Like, what if she's no longer, like her heart's no longer beating or like what if, you know, there's not enough amniotic fluid or... I think as well, the scan room, for me, what's comforting is that the way this scan bed is set up, I don't know what it does, but it puts you at an angle where no matter where sort of she is in your tummy at that point, you kind of, your uterus kind of pops up a little bit. Because your <laughs> legs are like, your legs are like lower than your belly. Mm-hmm. So like, your like legs are in that, so I think it kind of sort of like pops it out. But it always, it always pops out whenever I lie on one of those things. It might be as well. Because they make you drink a lot of water before you go in. So your blood is kind of pushing out as well. Yeah. But I'm like, that moment before she scans and I lift my top up, and I feel I'm like, oh, yeah, it's hard, it's fine, she's there. Yeah. I don't know where she'd go. <laughs> like. <laughs> well, the water often doesn't really benefit you, does it? Even though you drink tons of it before. Yeah. Like, when, once you're in there, half the time you have to go out. Yeah. Because I always thought that you had, I thought that you drank loads of water, and this is true for the first scans, but I thought, <laughs> I don't know why, but I thought that the black bit around the baby, sort of the watery bit, was your bladder full of whey. <laughs> so, Did you? Yeah. Like, I thought that it, like, created, like, this sort of magnifying glass effect of the water in your bladder. Yeah, like as if it was looking through all the water. Yeah, yeah. So the midwife did say that it's some form of echo imaging type thing. So it does help in the first scans. Yeah. But mainly it's to pop the baby out of your pelvis so they can get a good angle to see it. I mean, she's doing well. Yeah, she all is. Of it. We'll find out some more on Wednesday. Yeah. Because we were desperate. Well, I was desperate to find out whether it was a boy or a girl absolutely desperate and um, the midwife we saw on the 18th for this scan the midwife sonographer said oh did we find out last time no you said it was too early to tell will you find out this week please <laughs> she's like oh i can certainly have a look and uh, she's like right okay let's try and find out the gender and she went oh yep that looks like a girl to me we'll do that one <laughs> it's like yeah. a girl so when you went out the room after i like asked again I was like, do you think it's definitely a girl then? Yeah, did you? Yeah, and she was like, well, I'll check again next week, but I'm pretty sure. I was like, cool. Yeah. Oh, that's good, because I didn't dare ask that question. Yeah. I like the idea of a girl. Be yeah. nice. You were excited to dress it up in Disney princess dresses, weren't you? Absolutely. I wonder if Fiona still got that little snow white dress for her little girl. If yes, I'll be taking that. <laughs> Alright, I think that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks.